Hello and welcome to Pitch to Pub podcast. My name's Mark. I'm one half of your hosts. Your other host is I'm, I'm Sean, and uh, yeah, nice to nice to see you, mate. It's a bit of a surreal one, isn't it? This is the first podcast in person. Yeah. Uh, so we obviously we started uh, the podcast back in November when we went into, I believe, the second lockdown. Yeah, just put Christmas, Christmas on, wasn't it? Like, yeah. November, yeah. yeah. Um, just because we were having weekly catch-ups and basically talking shit and we thought it might be funny to record them and, and put them out in the in the, in the the mainstream and people yeah. then can then laugh at us talking shit. Um, we've had some great guests. Um, today you've just got us um, sat across the table um, in a very cold house um, in the country. Yeah. <laughs> just just say to Mark, like, we were literally in his mum's mom, uh, house, Mark's kind of childhood house, and we're just saying we're sat in the kitchen and there used to be a sofa uh, against one wall and they're saying many, many stupid nights where we've been pissed up and sat there eating takeaways. I remember one night Mark was meant to be working and shifting the local pub. It's Christmas Eve, wasn't it? Yeah. And we were up till about five in the morning eating a greasy cake pizza, weren't we? And I think I came back and cooked burgers that night. Oh, yeah. Christmas Eve. You didn't. You, then you went into the, the Crown the next day and had about 50 pints for you, didn't you? Like on, <laughs> on, on, on tick, didn't you? Uh, and then Boxing Day, I couldn't remember either. Um... Yeah, good times. Um, it's a bit strange at the moment because my mum's my mum's not here. She's um, she's with my sisters because she um, went up there just to spend some time with my sister, and then she fell and broke her hip, mm-hmm. um, and she's had a pass, partial hip replacement. Um, but she's out of hospital. She's on the mend, so she's uh, yeah she's getting better. I, I doubt she'll listen to this. So <laughs> mum was using electricity at your house because there's no one here and. <laughs> We definitely couldn't have got away with doing it at mine because um, the kids will have interrupted and Sean is in Leeds, so it was pointless driving, me driving through there. You know, Sean has, a, Sean has a very fun babysitting service on a Sunday night, so he drops his kid off on a Sunday night. For any of you out there, you know, looking for babysitters, Sean has a babysitter on a Sunday night, he drops them off, run about tea time, and then picks them up on a Monday, Monday night. Yeah, That's started. like, I'll, I'll bang in that. Started. And guess what? He doesn't even pay him anything. <laughs> That's not bad, is it? I bumped into you that today. Did he tell you? Yeah, that? he said, yeah, he said, saw that prick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, just before, so, um, just before I went to a party with Laura, Laura's party, one of her school parties, uh, so it's a bit of a social life for me at the moment, by the way. Um, we're in Tesco, I was just picking up a card and I uh, bumped into him and um, I said, oh, he's coming around today. You know, I'm seeing him later. He's like, is he? What time, what time is he coming like? Has he told you? And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure... Does he not drop my children off every yeah. every Sunday? I had a missed call. It must have been after... It's about two o'clock he rang me. Yeah. And I was washing the van, getting the van cleaned. Oh, I've been yeah. returning the van tomorrow. Uh, yeah. New, new job. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, since since last did a podcast, Sean's job hopped a little bit, I believe. No, I'm not hot, mate. I had two. This, so I was at a steel company. Then I was there for a while. Then I've left and gone for a, selling gate motors. I thought he said game motors. Game, game motors. Um, basically, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Basically, those that guys <laughs> use. Uh, no, gates motors uh, for the, the hard of hearing. Um, not quite worked out as planned and getting got a job back in the steel industry. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, it uh, should work well. Um, it's in Leeds where I'm based, so fingers crossed. And that me and Liz, since we've kind of been on, well, we had a little girl and she's a lot older now and we're moving out in the next couple of months. So, yeah. All systems go. Mate, whilst we were sat in your your mum's house, I think we need to tell the, the famous story of the... Get in! Does <laughs> 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 Obviously, you can't see me. I've just raised my, my hand in the air and punched the ceiling. I'll let Martin tell the story. Um, Man, you Everton. No, it wasn't even Man United Everton. Wasn't it? No. Um, what Everton I, were playing? I can't remember. Yeah, Everton were playing. And it was a James Beatty goal that I celebrated, by the way. Um, so I sat on the edge of the sofa in mum's living room. And um, and it was Everton Chelsea. I think I was, remember, was it was it wasn't Chelsea like the Premier League? Race, yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, it was Man United Chelsea Premier League, and I think it was nil nil. Um, I can't fully remember, but basically, I sat on the edge of the sofa. My my brother and my cousin were sat on the sofa. Quite they were quite young at the time. I'd have been maybe early, maybe early twenties, late teen, late teens. Uh, just before just before I went to uni, I'm maybe in between. Yeah, so yeah, we were eighteen. Just before yeah, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Um, anyway, James Beatty scored this absolute pelter from like outside the area, and I've gone mental and I jumped up and put my fist through the ceiling. <laughs> and I mean, it's in a pretty obvious place because it's like right above the door where you walk in. 
Um, was your mum away that weekend? She wasn't here. She wasn't away, but she wasn't here. Yeah. Um, and I turned, as soon as that happened, I turned around to my brother and my cousin, I said, if you say anything <laughs> to anybody, I'll kill you. And um, anyway, it must have been months. Um, and then all of a sudden, I think I got the better of my cousin and he told my auntie and my auntie told my mum. And by then I was at uni, so like... Because didn't you get someone to come and like plaster over it and do it and sort it out? Yeah, well, my yeah. handyman that she, that she knew from work and he came and did it and then I came back and I was like, what happened to the ceiling? She went, you know, damn right, what happened to the ceiling? <laughs> uh, and she made me give her like 20 quid or whatever it was for like who, however much it cost, I think it was like 20 quid, to pay for it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's strange because I don't spend a lot of time here I'm not being here. And I said to Sean when he first got here, I said, it's a bit, it's a bit strange and eerie. Because even though my mum's lived here for nearly 30 years now, um, and I guess I lived here for a good portion of them as well, um, it's it's strange kind of being back home home when there's nobody here. Um, but she'll be back when she's fixed and mended up and there'll be dogs everywhere and people everywhere and kids running around again and you know visitors all the time. So it's just a case of waiting for that, really. But, um, but yeah... We we started a comeback, so this is officially uh, the comeback of of the second series. Um, I believe we did one. Um, it might have been twenty. It was maybe twenty twenty one, and and we talked about you having Matilda and so on and so forth. And then just with with work and and both kind of being so busy and over crossing, um, with different times, and we couldn't just get the times right, and we just it just kind of faded away. So what job were you in then? Were you I was in the one now. Yeah. Oh, I didn't really yeah. Like. So yeah. Um, I've been there two years nearly now. Yeah, so um, still, still a pimp then. Yes. Yeah, yeah full time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Renting boys out up in the Hartlepool area. <laughs> we won't, we won't, we yeah. talk. Well, <laughs> you need to tell that. You need to tell that story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mark's been cruising. Mark's been cruising. <laughs> I, 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 so I travel around a lot with work. Um, so essentially, I work in sales. Cruising. Um, I work in sales, and I go to a lot of of, of customers' homes and and provide lay, quotes, lay, lay buys, uh, for services. <laughs> now, on this particular day, um, I was heading up to, uh, I was in the northeast, and I was heading over to Hartlepool. So I've come off um, the A19 um, and um, past the Wolverston kind of turn off, if you know what that is. And then, and as I've started to come up up the way, I thought, right, well, I've got half an hour before the quote. I'll pull into the next lay by a C <laughs> and I'll just have my lunch. Um, anyway. You knew what you were doing. I t- <laughs> you knew, I, where, you knew I, what lay by you were approaching. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I, I, one of my stores, when I, work, when I used to work um, for Tesco, one of my stores that I used to look after was in Hartlepool. And I, I never, like, you, know, you, know, you, know, you need to know, you get to know quite a lot of the drivers and like, stuff that happens in the area and nothing had ever been said. So, I, 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 anyway, I didn't know. Pulled over in this layby, uh, and there was there was one car, maybe about fifty yards ahead of me, parked up. Um, anyway, I got out, I, I got out of the van to go to go to the toilet, um, and I got back in the van, and um, and I, anyway, I started eating my lunch. And then a van, a, a van, a small van like type thing, like a car with like no windows on the back, uh, pulled up behind me, and the guy got out and he started like walking down the layby. So I locked my doors. Because I thought it was just a bit weird. Anyway, it must have been, must, must have been sort of about twenty yards to the left of my to the left of my van, just like looking up and down. So I put the window down like a couple of inches, right? And I went, "Are you all right there, mate?" As in, like thinking he would be looking for somebody that who was, was lost. Enough, that was enough to stick your penis out, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the guy the guy kind of shouted, "Yeah, I'm all right. Are you?" And I said, "Oh yeah, I'm sound." Anyway, he started walking towards me, um, and he said, "Are you from around here?" I said, "Classic no. lie." I said, "I said no, no, I'm from a little bit south." I said, "Are you looking for somebody?" He said, um, "Well, maybe." Um, and I, so I, anyway, I, I kind of thought it was a bit weird. Um, anyway, he leans into the window really quietly. So obviously, he's like right up against the glass, and he went, "Do you do you want your dick sucked?" <laughs> and for the life of me. I heard exactly what he said, but I asked him, I said, pardon, excuse me? And he said it again, and I said, well, uh, no, 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 no. And I said, and, and he said, oh, well, you're in the wrong place then. And, I, and for, I was just like, 
my brain just like exploded inside. I went, oh, well, I, I didn't realize um, he said that's one of these laybys. And I was like, wow. Anyway, I've never put the key in the ignition, started the engine, and disappeared as quick in my life. If any of you guys listening that want the lay-by, just uh, DM Mark. I'm sure he'll give it to you. I think he's been there on a few more occasions. Uh, never, <laughs> never stepped. Never stepped. Uh, foot. I've never been down the pool anywhere ever again. Um, but I told the lads at, at, at work uh, when I got back to the office that night, and uh, they thought it was hilarious. And um, wondered why I was there for so long. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, very traumatic. Very, very, very traumatic. Yeah. Um, you know. But, I mean, so yeah, so a lot's happened. Obviously, Matilda's too soon. Yeah, probably, yeah, mate, yeah. Um, yeah. My eldest is nearly seven. My youngest has just turned three. Um, if you only have one child, don't have another one. Um, they will ruin... <laughs> the harmony in your life and turn everything upside down um, but in all seriousness having a second child is very hard um, so if you're lucky enough to have one and you're thinking about having another one if you uh, if you want to have constant meltdowns in the house then do it if you don't and you're happy then just you know, leave as it is um, I mean I love my kids to, to, to death um, I think that's probably been the key word um, it's, it can be really hard work and challenging and I guess that's where your uh, patience and and mental well-being comes into a good place. Yeah. Um, but you just about to move home? Hopefully, mate, yeah. We've had a bit of a, a traumatic experience. Obviously, we put it up a house on the market last April. Got a really quick sell. But we just couldn't find anything that we liked. So it took us a while to find something. And then we found something. And then Liz Trust fucked the country over by introducing all these stupid, like, uh, aid that she's helping the country, basically... Mortgage rates went up and we lost our buyer, so she fucked us over. Well, thankfully, we got a cash buyer last minute in January. Bloody hell, what a woman, eh? Yeah, good old Tory. <sighs> so, um, yeah, we've got a buyer in January, so it's all systems go, seems good. So, we've got a nice bigger house, uh, more space for Matilda, more space for me, Liz. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Fingers crossed, touch wood, everything, it, it should go through. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you look, we. You, be in, do you reckon you'd be in for Matilda's birthday? If everything yeah, goes to plan? Have to, you have to be, mate. Because my mortgage, oh. mortgage um, offer runs out March, 31st right, okay. of March. So two months today, we should be in that, that house. Right, okay. We're aiming for mid-March. Because we don't want the stress of it going last minute. In case anything goes wrong. You mean Liz doesn't want the stress of it going last minute? I don't want to. <laughs> so yeah, we want to get it sorted. We want to get it right. So uh, yeah. if, if something goes wrong in the, in the middle of March, we've got a couple of weeks till to sort it. You don't you don't want to agree a date right at the end of it. Um, sort of a bit of leeway. So yeah, hopefully two months today, mate. We should have been in the house maybe a week, ten days. So, yeah. Um, fingers crossed. Then it's just uh, settling down there, isn't it? And Lizzie, Lizzie's like, oh, this is a really hard time for Matilda. All these people, she's. She's, it might be all strange for her. I'm like, ah, she'll be loving it. She's got lots of fucking room to play and she'll be loving it, all this space to run around in. It, so. Yeah, she's at a brilliant age for it to be happening, to be fair. Um, you know, more space, more room. Um, you know, you can kind of keep an eye on her where you are now. Good luck with that. Yeah. You'll, you'll obviously be sat on the sofa and you'll be like, oh, no, I've got to get up because I can definitely hear a record somewhere. Well, we've got a cellar, mate. So we've got a locker room <laughs> cellar. Yeah, You're talking about Liz, I'm a tilda. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it smells like gas down here. Shut up. Uh, Breathe in. Let's pad, get it soundproof in that cellar and it's in happy days, you know what I mean? From the outside and upstairs. Uh, happy days and lock on the outside. So. <laughs> yeah, no. Steady, What's good? Mate, steady, um, mate. And you start the new job next week? Wednesday. Well, this week, technically. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. Well, Sunday, innit? So I suppose, yeah. Start this week, next week. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday, first, first of February, so. Yeah. Yeah. All systems go. All right. systems go, mate. So big changes then coming. 2023. Yeah. New job, moving house. That's it. That's it. That's it, mate. That's it. No more surprises. No fucking babies, no. I bet there will be by nah, Christmas. Nah, 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 not this year, mate. Not this year. <laughs> more chance of you having a kid this year, and you can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for those of you that don't know, um, I, I uh, was I've been doctored, so yeah, yeah. he says I can't. I can't. Yeah. I castrated him. Yeah, <laughs> we'll explain why I want the limp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so pitch the pub so um, a little bit of a obviously chat about us but um, since probably our last podcast we've the football's come a long way been a Euros there's been a World Cup I think haven't there yeah and England have won either yeah <laughs> yeah obviously we got beaten in the Euros final we're very close uh, didn't quite um, 
didn't try to take the biscuit, and then in the year in, in the World Cup yeah. again, you know, fell short at France, which I, I think we probably deserve something out of the game. If you'd said deserved a draw at least, we probably would have yeah. taken us to penalties. But I suppose you got to score penalties to get there. Haven't exactly. You? Look at Kane, and it's uh, sad, really. But yeah, yeah, we're getting there, aren't we? I don't know. I don't. I thought that was our chance, really. I don't think we'll win a World Cup. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think if we got past France, I, I don't think we'd have been stopped. I, I don't think Messi and Co would have stopped us. I think, if I'm being honest, I think it would have been too much for them. Yeah, Could have had Morocco in some because they were. Yeah, but they were, France were poor in the final against. Yeah, really poor. Watching the sub lose it, Giroud and um, Dembele literally yeah, half course. hour in, didn't they? Yeah, and uh, pretty shocking, really, but. Uh, Obviously, us two Man U fans, things are looking a bit more positive this season. I think it's probably yeah. the most positive it's been for us in, since Fergie, had I said. Uh, uh, certainly, yeah. kind of, you get good. Well, I get, you know, me as a part-time fan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get good vibes watching the select big games that I do. Um, but it looks good, doesn't it, mate? I think, I think, well, you know, I love Casemiro. I think he looks absolutely the mustard, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I saw a tweet today that said, if I caught Casemiro in bed with my missus, I'd tuck him in. <laughs> <laughs> I would tuck him in and pat him on the bed and wish him all the best. <laughs> um, and it was just absolutely fantastic. But I, because... I, was, I, was, I think a lot of fans were, I think, start of the season, putting 67 million on a guy's 30, who's leaving Real Madrid, you're thinking, yeah, he's just coming for the dosh, don't you? And then why is he coming to Man United in the state we're in? You think, but you see, in the derby, when uh, we got the winner, yeah. anyways, with the fans, he's literally yeah. in there. And him and Martinez and the passion, you can see yeah. that rubbing off. Yeah, yeah, S- similar case to you and Hartlepool rubbing off. Uh, <laughs> but it's great to see because I think there's a more of a connect now, isn't there? Because previous managers, I think the atmosphere. We've been to a few games, haven't we? And the atmosphere's flat. And well, last year the crowd are just looking um, to get negative straight away, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, over the last couple of years, especially last year, I did quite a few, quite a few games. I think I might have done. F- Five or six at home and 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 maybe seven on away, so got to quite a few games really, um, and obviously the way is different. The, the away fans hardcore, yeah. they are. Yeah, they're it's, they're all. oh, it's 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 phenomenal. Um, if you're United fan, you've not been away. Uh, anybody out there, get a, try and get an away ticket because it's a different gravy. Um, but at home, Old Trafford, um, last season was 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 quiet, um, and. Just with everything going on this year, I've not been. I'm going on Wednesday to the second leg of the Carabao Cup against Forest, and then hopefully, if we get there, I potentially got tickets landed for the final. So, that fingers crossed. But yes, I think the manager the manager's bought into the club, mm. and the club's bought <clears> into <throat> him. It's his it's his way or the highway. But you look, he seems to be a Mourinho disciplinarian, very very inflexible, Solskjaer too nice pally pally he seems to be the perfect blend doesn't he yeah he seems to get on with the players and he seems to when he's like with Rashford when he was late to the team meeting yeah and he dropped him against Wolves that but, just comes down, do you know what I think what's happened is there that's, this is a good example of right lads these are the rules mm. and if you don't meet the criteria this is what happens what was good Rashford owned it as well after the interview because Ten Hag said oh it's a disciplinary issue he didn't say anything then in the interview after the Wolves game, obviously they asked him, said, oh, why didn't you play? He said, oh, I slept in and it's my fault. And he, he owned it. Yeah. Rather than being like, uh, uh, I mean, you get a lot yeah. of players probably spit the dummy out and go, ooh, ooh, ooh. But the, the, the fact of the matter is there, and this is what I believe, is that comes back down to, these are the rules, these are the criteria, mm. don't meet and this is what happens. He knows if you're late, or, or he knows the stipulations, so he's gone, right, okay, well, I'm late, I'm on the bench, like I've got to accept it, because it's the same for everybody. That has been brilliant for him. The thing with I don't, no one fully will know what happened with Ronaldo and Ten Hag until it comes out. I think, I think from an outside looking in, and we'll blow them both of you. You can see Ronaldo didn't fit the style, did he? No, I don't think you want. I don't know why they didn't let him leave in the summer, but that's weird. That, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if if the if the rumors are right that that he said he wanted to leave, he sat down with Ten Hag and he decided to stay. Now. Yeah, they did decide to stay, or he was told he wasn't leaving, and he was, mm. so, and, and he was told to say, shut up, or put up, or shut up. So yeah, they had to stay, but then and then geared for it, now leaving now, or he's been told something different, and then manager hasn't delivered, which I don't believe he would have done. 
So it's a case of if you're staying here, we haven't got another striker, you will be part of the squad. Yeah, maybe. Simple as that. Maybe they said you can leave, but we need to find a replacement, an adequate replacement. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, it's, but, but I think yeah. what, what I think a lot of the I was a bit at the start of the season when Brentford pumped us, I was like, oh, here we fucking go again. But then I think I remember reading in Brentford outrun us by like 10 kilometres in that game. And he made the players do an extra ten k running, and he joined in the run. He joined in the run, didn't he? Yeah. Which probably got the players on side, thinking, "Oh, he's in the trenches with us." Um, but everyone was slating Martinez at the start. I went, "Oh, he's too small, too small." Everyone, just one person I can remember. Oh, Sooness, Su- Su- Carragher, Sooness as well. But Sooness, Sooness, Sooness. Oh, Casemiro's an average ball playing midfielder. Yeah. Remember him saying that? Doesn't do yeah. anything special. At Real Madrid, he was only good because of Modric and uh, yeah. and Cruz, yeah, whatever. Serious. So, if you take a look at all defensive, the top defensive midfielders in the league, he's currently outperforming all of them. Mm. So he's got five assists and four goals so far this season. The closest to him is Rodri with one goal and four five assists. Mm. Partey, two goals, no assists. Rice, so one goal, yeah, two Rice, Rice haven't been great this year, has he? West Ham have been poor, haven't they? Yeah. So I suppose, we're midway through the season, like, what's your kind of surprise team for you? We were doing better than, there's probably a couple up there, we were doing better um, than you'd expected. Th- three for me that stand out that are doing really well no, in the a, league. It's a team, Mark. <laughs> three? I can't pick one, I'll oh. pick three. Fulham, I think have been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I think um, Marcus Silva has gone in there, did a great job last year, he's got him up. He's got to play a certain way. Mitri- they play to Mitrovic's strength, and yeah. why not? You know what well, I mean? not just that either. They can be solid to break down. Mm-hmm. Um, they are very good in the counter attacking football, but again, they, they can hold the ball well. Um, Brentford, we saw what they were about last year. Mm-hmm. They've produced more and more. What's going to wrap? Surely Tony's got to get a long ban for the gambling. We'll come to that in a second. We'll come to that. I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll come to it. And then the other one, which. After losing Potter, I didn't think it would go. I didn't think they would go down very well. But the same manager, another manager, come in and it's kind of said, yeah. and kind of said, right, we're going to play the way you <laughs> used to play in, and let's keep getting results. And you know what's really funny is, you know, uh, we talked about Brighton and Brentford there, but at the start of the season when we lost to Brighton and Brentford, mm-hmm. and the Liverpool fans were laughing at us. Well, they've lost to Brentford three one. They've lost to Brighton they, twice. They in lost two to weeks. Brighton three nil. They drew with them three all, and they got beat by them out of the cup today, two mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So and they're ninth in the league. So who's laughing now? Yeah, flip, flip, um, flip that. Who's who's been kind of the biggest disappointments for you? Um, I think they. I see biggest disappointments. I'm always I'm I'm always I won't say disappointed when Chelsea and Liverpool do. It, yeah, but I've been unexpected. Um, I was waiting on despite seeing them doing crap, but surprised you that they're not doing as well as you did maybe before. Um, but you see, yeah, you see, you see Liverpool I think I think them two are the biggest ones because nothing's changed at Liverpool. Yeah, they lost Sane, um, Mane. Sorry, not Sane. Um, both at the same club, by the way. Um, but surely one player doesn't doesn't you no. know how, it, how have they become so but, and, defensively inept? But he he can't be the issue because everyone's saying Liverpool's problem is the legs in midfield. Now Mane didn't play in the midfield but, three, did he? So why no, so, so um, Thiago Henderson? Milner, Cater, who else is there? Um, they've got in midfield. Um, Elliot, Elliot, Fabinho. Fabinho. Over the case of three months, the legs have gone. I, no, I, I don't get it. There's something else there. It's not just that. Even If you look at the back four... What's it? Well, Van Dijk's out in here. That's it. He's injured. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he, he got injured. Um, he got injured a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? Yeah, and you look at that. He played again today and got injured? I didn't see that. No, he did play today, no, but he's still out from the previous injury. So it's oh, Gomez right. and K- Kunde, wasn't it? Kanate. Kanate, sorry, yeah. But uh, they just look, you think I can get them, don't you? Without that, because Van Dyke carries them a lot. He's a, the voice well, in He him. hasn't really carried them at all this no. season. Um, but I, I, I don't understand how how it's gone so wrong. Mm. Robertson, Trent, some of the best, I say the best defenders, but, but Trent, two of the best fullbacks in the in the league for the last five, six years. Trent's always been questioned defensively, and now, now they're not getting the ball in the attacking positions and he can't play as high up the field. Big question. It's getting already. found out more, isn't it? And yeah, it's 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 a hard one because like all the stats and it's random, isn't it? They always say Klopp has his seventh season fall off, doesn't yeah. it? With um, Dortmund and Mainz and whatnot. You're now with Liverpool, where he just falls off a cliff and he, he kind of leaves. But he's saying he's got a lot of grace. 
Yeah, well, definitely. Look what he's won, you know what I mean? First he's won everything. Yeah, yeah. With him in the last seven years. Yeah, so you can't knock him. And like, maybe he does, but maybe he does need a, a rebuild. Maybe he does. Well, he's certainly Henderson. Henderson's a good. Like, you saw the World Cup. Good play from about in Love Jordan Henderson. And if they get Bellingham, could be a game changer, but you think they'll need Champions League football. And they've got. You the only way so. they're going to get that is if they win the Champions League. And they've got Lemon Dread after so I just and the irony though they came so close to being the quadru- quadruple last year didn't they like one point behind City lost to Madrid in the final of the uh, of the and then Champions the, League the yeah they kept so close to winning all four and now literally they could be out of, well they're not going to win the Premier League can't win the FA Cup can't win the Carly Cup they could be out of everything in February yeah <laughs> I mean it's a it's a big big knock in it and yeah. then, then if they're not in Champions League football next year they're trying to rebuild it's going to take a lot, in it? We talk about rebuilds, and we talk about great managers in the Premier League. Rebuilding a team before it's finished is one of the things that Alex Ferguson was phenomenal at. Mm. And I think it goes underrated. People talking about the eighteen ninety Liverpool team are better than the treble winning team, better than the Invincibles. No, no, they weren't. And no, they aren't. Um, and I don't, think, I don't think anybody gives... And maybe they will in time, but I don't think anybody actually realises how good Sir Alex Ferguson was for as long as he was. Because if you look at when, when he got rid of Beckham, he wasn't, he wasn't done. You know, by the way, Beckham spent four years at Real Madrid. Mm, yeah. And he went, he, went to, he went to LA when he was 32. He was only 28 exactly. when he left Man United. Yeah, yeah. It, so technically he's prime. Got rid of Stam in his prime. Got rid of Stam. <clears throat> Schmeichel left. He, 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 was allowed, he, he was allowed to leave at the end of that season. He got rid of York. He got rid of Cole. I know they were pushing on. Teddy Sheridan was... 30-odd when he signed for Man United. Yeah, he signed him when he was old. Didn't yeah, he? Um, but there was players um, that were allowed to leave, Ruvan Istroy, players that are allowed to leave for the harmony of the team to Ronaldo. improve Ronaldo. Yeah, to improve the team. Yeah, well, after, I mean, still went on to win doubles. Right, also, and, right, win the leagues. Rooney kept that. up Trump's, didn't he? Then he yeah. really kind of came out the shadows, didn't and he? And I just think that what's happened is, is they haven't had, they've invested a lot of money into that squad. I don't care what anybody says. Van Dijk, Alisson, um, Mane, Salah, um, then, you know they so have invested a lot of money. In I think if we're honest, Salah's worked out beyond anyone's expectations. Oh, absolutely. Him. When he first signed him, he thought, "What?" But he's been fantastic. But then everyone was kind of saying to make Liverpool win the league, they need a world class goalkeeper and they need a centre half. Yeah. So they bought them. We can't knock them. They've bought best in class. They've bought best in class for here and now win this now yeah. not planning for the next four or five years Same, but Alisson still could play oh, for yeah. an event and, oh is he 30 yeah is he 31 I don't, know. I don't know but if he keeps getting injured it's, it's an issue isn't it and, but it, like, the midfield's probably an issue I think Fabinho's 32 isn't he I don't know um, you look at Harvey Yee, Elliot he's good but he's young and he's lightweight yeah. got Carvalho young lightweight so they need they need something don't they they yeah. need something yeah they do it's we're all about rebuilding there and obviously Chelsea and their new owner or Todd Bowley and he's literally just signing every young player under the sun isn't he well I'll be really honest the way Chelsea are currently going they're, gonna, they're going back to the old Real Madrid model, uh, model will score more goals than you but they can't fucking score any goals <laughs> Which weird, because how many attackers have they bought you look at you look at the, but they're still just, they bought so many attackers but still haven't bought an out and out striker that's what they need no that bought an out maybe, maybe they're hoping that at the end of the season Lukaku will come back and want to be part of it. I was reading it today in the gossip column is that um, Spurs and Newcastle? No, what Newcastle? Spurs and someone else are interested in Lukaku. I can't see him. I can't see him go back to Chelsea now. In Lukaku? Yeah. Can't see it. But it's just weird. Like, Apparently he's been clever about it because obviously he's got him on massive long-term contracts, hasn't he? Which spreads out their kind of valuation. So it's kind of, it's kind of a bit of a loophole of financial fair play. And FIFA have actually changed it, haven't they? You they will have from the summer, yeah. No coming over a five-year contract. Yeah. But it's clever. Like, you can't knock him. And like, it's just weird, though, because they've, they've got so many like attacking wingers, haven't they? Yeah. Attacking wide guys and a lot of full-backs. Yeah. And they've probably they've signed that. In the summer, signed Koulibaly, and I thought he's going to be decent, but he's looked... Probably two years past it, hasn't it? Awful. But you look at Thiago Silva, he's still class in it. Yeah. Was he? 30 years? Yeah, still brilliant. Still really, really brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mr. Miss Kante. The Miss Reese James. Kante is so injury prone now. And then, and then Miss Chilwell. Yeah. Three, three, three big players. But you've uh, you've not mentioned, um, I thought you might mention Newcastle with uh, 
the team the teams that have done well because I think obviously they've got the resources but they've not gone silly with the money they've made sensible signings and obviously I know you're a big fan of Arsenal uh, <laughs> so I thought you might have mentioned them but uh, um, I think maybe the end of last season um, they were unlucky I won't say they were unlucky it's their own downfall to miss Arsenal. Champions League football yeah it's their own downfall yeah, well, they, a, I think it was a weak mentality uh, yeah I don't know how I don't know how that's changed because there's the signings that they've made. Um, Talk about planning though, because last season he signed a lot of young players, didn't he? Ramsdale's and I can't think who else. Young, ben White. Ben White. And he got rid of a banger yam and a couple of others and he said, back me. And obviously they've signed Zinchenko, Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Jesus isn't actually a player. Jesus is playing. Jesus is playing. Uh, and a couple of other guys and you can't they play nice stuff, don't they? To be fair to him, they're I think, good. And even against Man City, I know they lost to him in the FA Cup. They, they, they were solid, still relatively solid. Yeah, some good chances to be fair. Yeah. Um, would you would you rather? I know we've got a pal who's a bit of an arsehole gimp, and he rubs us up, doesn't he? And obviously, when we were kids and we were obviously growing up, it was Manu Arsenal, Manu Arsenal. So we yeah. probably don't like him a great deal, but. Who would you rather win the league this year? If it, if it wasn't United, I, I, I would. Arsenal. I would rather Arsenal in the league than City. City. Yeah, me, me too. Me, me too, really. Because um, I can't. Like, they've done well, but like, except I watch an all or nothing documentary. I don't know if you watch it. I watched parts of it. And I thought I said actually, yeah, he knows his stuff and he comes across pretty well. But then this year, he just my heading on that sideline, running up and down like a fucking knobhead. And I think, what are you doing? Like, you just. Great Do you know what? I watch him and I think that's probably exactly how I would be. If I yeah, would so well, yeah, well, we've done Sunday and Saturday league, haven't we? Yeah. We're, we're both fiery when it comes to football. Yeah. We, we, it, it does annoy me and then in the midst of getting annoyed, it tickles me because I know it's probably exactly how I would be, but probably a lot more. Mm. Um, however, um, it's annoying as fuck being a referee. Yeah, and we, you know, with um, with with stuff like that. I think so. I think of Arsenal as well. They've struck the jackpot, obviously, with Saliba. He's yeah. come back from loan, and he's obviously just developed beyond recognition, hasn't he? Yeah. So he's played that well, and Ben White's gone to right back. Yeah. And he's played well at right back, to be fair, apart from when Rashford tore him a new one and he had to swim at half time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, got booked me. Yeah. They play well, and even when we beat Old Trafford, they probably played better than us. But that was at our early stage of kind of developing one. Yeah. I thought we played better in defeat, probably at the Emirates. But the, I, se- the second yeah. half, we were soaking up a lot. I think if if Casemiro hadn't been suspended, I think <sighs> we would have won that game. Couldn't believe it. You could see. I think we would have won that game. I'm, I'm being serious. Mm. I think we would have. I think we would have won that game if he had been playing. Oh, but I didn't get though. Then he starts McTominay. Why not start Fred? Don't know. Just didn't. Maybe he's expecting that one in the season game from McTominay. Yeah, he does. He does have it. Uh, the odd, normally at City, he's got a few at City as well, aren't they? I, I don't think he'll be having there anytime soon. So I think he'll be out the door soon. Well, we've got till um, Tuesday, haven't we? I don't think he'll go in the window. Well, apparently he was. We're not strong enough. Newcastle were interested, weren't they? Yeah. Well, so Thirty I'm, million. Is that what we want? That's what they said. That's what the, that's what the offer was. Well, maybe take fifteen. But talking about Newcastle, yeah, um, really. I've been I've been very impressed, Should and it just comes down to a good manager. He's got everybody on side. And uh, heard things, st- heard things about you know he asked everybody to you know write down you know the 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 wives and partners names and their kids names dogs names and like and just, just so he could find out stuff about them and he can ask them questions and do you know who else did that who John Terry so he could go shag the wives <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, wow. <laughs> on a serious note, um, let's hope he never wants to come on the podcast. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> um, on a on a serious note, I, I have been super impressed. Um, you know, I think it was absolutely mustard for them. Is Bruno? Yeah, Bruno G is. Well, there's, a, there's a few of them, mate, and, it, and again, they're all they're all bought in. They all stick up for each other. They're all there and like, yeah. celebrate and and and. I think that's what we've got at United as well at the moment. Yeah, definitely. just to clarify, when I say United, there's only one United. Leeds. I'm sorry, Man United. Man United. Yeah. Um, Leeds United don't come into it. They're Leeds. They're a one. They're a one club city. And Newcastle, they're not a United. Even though they're Newcastle United, they're Newcastle, a one, a one club city. So 
Let's just get rid of the United and all these bloody Newcastle fans going, oh, we're the only United. No, you're not. You're shit. You're, you're not fucking United. You're a bunch of fucking Geordies who are doing really well and you're Newcastle. So stick to Newcastle and then we'll stick to United. Because when, when anybody ever says United, they think of my United because of the success that we've had. So uh, that's a little gripe for me. Um, don't, know if got, don't know if you can tell. But um, yeah, I, th- I think they'll get Champions League football. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think anybody else below them is going to be consistent enough to get it. Yeah, Tottenham are shy. Yeah, yeah, they are going to say they're flat to deceive, don't they? I think Newcastle are so resilient and hard to break down. I mean, what's Port kept? Is it 15 clean sheets? No, I think something. about it more, 16, 17. It's ridiculous. And, like, and do you know what? I, I thought when Newcastle got Eddie Howe, because when he was at Bournemouth, obviously he didn't have the resources like Newcastle, but he was at Bournemouth and they conceded a lot of goals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they played attacking football. So I thought they'll probably still concede a few in Newcastle but they'll maybe try yeah. and play nice football but fair play to Eddie Howe he's got them drilled hasn't yeah. he really well because you look at Trippier Dan Bird that just comes down to, to um, individuals and ability though doesn't it mm. um, the, maybe the, the pack of players that he's got are able to listen to what he wants them to do rather than the people before were not able to listen or didn't have the ability to do what he wanted them to do mm. um, but I heard something really funny at the start of the season that said if Newcastle were to get Champions League football, and this is from like a Newcastle forum or a Twitter page, they should replace him with someone who knows how to knows how to compete in the Champions League. And I thought, hold on a minute, you, you've got a manager who's taken over when you're in the bot when you're bottom of the league, he's kept you up by a considerable margin, yeah, cool, and he's right. just got you Champions League football. So he's gone from bottom of the league to the top four, and now you want to replace him. I think the last thing you want to do is replace him. What you need to do is continue to back him because it's clearly working. I think they will. I think they seem sensible. I, I think they will as well. But it seems pretty sensible. How though. madness is that? You know, it's, you know, I just, I don't know, I can't even liken it to anything. Like at all. But um, for me, um, good luck to them. Um, I know they, do we still have to, they, we still have to go to St. James's Park. Yeah, we do, yeah. Um, which is, I mean, I went to that game last year. Um, the the and it was one all. Well, that was on Christmas time, wasn't it? Boxing twenty uh, seventh of December, um, and uh, we didn't deserve anything out of the game. ASM scored, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he Early seven yeah, yeah. and then um, Cavani scored um, an equaliser, um, and we we probably deserved to lose the game, but we got a point. Um, we were poor that night, very very poor. But again, uh, Ronaldo made some incredible runs. But we just didn't find him. You know, lay, not not playing the ball, laying it off, coming back, coming inside, going backwards. Um, and that's something that's totally changed, um, especially with United. So, um, happy days, long may it continue. And hopefully, um, this time next week, we'll be talking about Carabao, Carabao Cup final. And, yeah, it should be. And go from there. Yeah, Three nil up. You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I think... He went so strong last night. I think he's going to rest a few against. Uh, I think a lot of people were surprised with the team sheet. But I, I was, I was, yeah. Well, he, he, back four, apart from obviously he played Maguire and Lindelof, but the rest of the team was more or less pretty much full strength on it. Obviously. Yeah, uh, Cass feed the feed the wag and he'll score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Brazilian trio of uh, Anthony. Anthony, Fred, and Cass. But something else I'm going to touch on quickly before I move away from football is. Um, Anthony's come in with a big price tag and he hasn't he's been all flicks and tricks and not on much substance. However, he played really well against I thought he played really well against uh, Nottingham Forest. I thought he played well last I night. I didn't. I thought he played well last night. I didn't. He got one of the match. Yeah, he did, but I didn't um, from the highlights that I've seen anyway. Still didn't think he was great. Um and I just think he'll continue to he'll continue he'll continue to grow. I think what does what goes against him is his first thought is not to beat the player. His first thought is to do a trick. To do a trick. Tell you what. Not to do a trick to beat the player. I've heard comparisons and uh, first thought, they're saying he needs to be more like this player and I thought, does he now, the more I see him play now this player, I think, actually yeah, he's good and he can cut outside and that's Riyad Mahrez. When he first came to Leicester, he was probably a bit sure, sure pony and he came in on his left all the time. But maybe because it's with City and he's with Pep and now he, he'll go show him down the outside and he's got a lot more end product, hasn't he? Yeah. And hopefully, Ten Hag will do that but, Mar has he's got a bigger frame than Anthony, and Anthony, Anthony just worries me that he just gets muscled off it too easy, and he ain't actually that quick. And I don't know. We've got two very expensive wide guys. Obviously, Sancho coming back. Yeah. Hopefully, touch one. Hopefully, he's sorted out his demons and his issues, and 
Hopefully, I still got faith that I think he will come good for us. Hopefully, I I do as well. Yeah, he's still a young lad. He's still got a lot of potential, and I think I think we've got the right manager now that will. will we showed glimpses at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, he looked better, didn't he? But then I think he's got to be mentally, hasn't he? I think mentally, he's gone off the World Cup. That could have been a thing for him. Yeah, I think I think I think definitely. I think mental health and a lot now is so prevalent in sport, isn't it? Mm. We were on about that Jesse Lingard interview the other day, weren't we? And we said we liked it, but we, we kind of wished it. Well, I said it, I'd kind of wish he'd gone more in depth, really, about some of it. But um, probably that's for another day to chat about. Kind yeah, of. I, I guess having that, having the right questions yeah. at the right time, and, and potentially looking after him because I don't want to be diving into it too much. But yeah, you're right. It is it is something that um, you know being able to talk um, about it. And he's obviously been he's obviously been supported mm. by the club and Ten Hag. Yeah. Ten Hag said, right, okay. Let's just strip it right back. Let's just work. Let's focus on you. Then let's focus on your football. Yeah. Um. And then, the, and then we'll 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 combine the two. And I think, I think you know he's been training with the first team now for a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's probably been so, good because they took him to Holland didn't they? and they had a specialised program for him. It's probably been good that he's not stuck in the bubble of being in England still. Maybe good that he's been away in a different yeah. country and he can maybe go out freely and walk about without being hassled and stuff like that. So he can kind of just have be normal for a bit. You know what I mean? You know, it, it's difficult. So I watched the first 20 minutes of Breakpoint on Netflix. Yeah, I watched all um, that, yeah. So I, I watched the first like, 20, 20, 25 minutes. Um, obviously the first one, The Maverick, Nick Kyrgios. Yeah. Um, and he talked about, you know, he could go wherever he wanted, do whatever he wanted. And then he beat Nadal. Yeah, and, yeah. And life changed. Yeah. Seven, seen, 17, months. Seen the clip at the airport. Nuts, yeah. He's just waiting for his bag and he's got like five cameras in his face. He's a 17-year-old kid. And he said everything changed. Now, I think he's. I haven't watched it all, but from what I've seen, I think he comes across really well. Uh, yeah, he does. However, you can see that he's where he is because of his talent, not because of his work ethic. Yeah, mate, in in that, I think it's changed now because obviously he had a really good season last season, and he got to the Wimbledon final, um, and he had a good run in America. Did he get to American Open? I can't remember. But he, he had two really good run. I think he made him refocus last year. But he was literally saying, "You think as a professional tennis player, you go hit balls every day and you have a rub down, a massage, no, it doesn't, doesn't part time masseuse." You know what I mean? And you're gonna get aches and you're gonna get injuries and stuff if you're not having a proper rub down every day and um, and training properly every day. And it's but he's we we both like tennis. We've we've been to Wimbledon a few times, haven't we? And we it's, it's a shame that because he, he's a cracking player and did we see him no we haven't seen him play have we no we saw Hewitt play didn't we on one of the courts later yeah. Hewitt and um, did we see yeah we saw a little bit of Nadal didn't we yeah, yeah. Was, it, was it uh, Nedvi uh, Medvedev Med- yeah. we, we saw him play didn't we he got it? beat by that Herkaz didn't he yeah. 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 yeah we saw Sabalenka who Sabalenka. won the uh, the Australian Open yesterday yeah was yesterday wasn't it Sabalenka yeah Djokovic won it last night didn't he today yeah yeah, yeah I think it's 10th yeah, twenty two is equal with uh equal with uh Nadal for most Grand Slams, you know, twenty two now. It's nuts. I was in a car with my dad yesterday and he was saying um, oh if I was Djokovic I would have gone back to New Zealand um to Australia because of like obviously he got deported from the whole COVID yeah. thing. I'm like Yeah, but Nadal's got twenty two, he's got twenty one, he wants to be the greatest, Nadal is good on hard court, Djokovic has won that most ten times now. It's a real he's probably gonna win it, so he wants to win. So Nadal's now got to step up and win the French Garros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that break point, mate, you'll like it. So in an episode further down the line, do you know the young Canadian, Felix Auger Aliassime, young Canadian guy, he's top 10 now, really good player. Nadal's uncle, Tony Nadal, now coaches him. And in the French Open, they played each other in uh, last 16, Nadal and uh, Auger Aliassime. And uh, they're interviewing Tony Nadal, saying, well, who do you want to win? And he goes, obviously, I want my nephew to win. He's my family. I won't, I won't be sitting in any box. I want my nephew to win. I cannot wish upon him to lose. Now, if that's your player, and he's meant to be your coach, I'd be fuming. I don't know about you. I'd pay his way. I'd pay him his money to coach me. I want you in my box. I want you supporting me. I don't care if that's your family. Mm. I'm paying you. You're on my team. And, yeah. Um, I don't know what you think about that. It's difficult, isn't it? Uh, so put it I guess if it was say it was Jaden and you were coaching one of his rivals 
like how how would you yeah whoever I'm coaching professional yeah I suppose like a bit of these players that play for the rivals of the teams that they support like the first one that comes to mind because I listen to it more or less every day uh, Darren, Darren Bent. Bent yeah yeah so he played for Spurs he's an Arsenal fan scored against Spurs scored against Arsenal celebrated all that kind of stuff um, John Terry's dad was a West Ham fan yeah, he's in that picture I don't think that's real because I think is I don't, it, well he 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 said some stuff on Twitter and said, "Oh, it's not real, like whatever." But um, it's the kind of thing that probably would happen. It's there. I've got a picture of it, but um, that kind of stuff is just. I just think he's absolutely brilliant um, because it's like this is my like my team is my team, right? Um, and my son plays from the rivals. Now, when they're not playing, I'll support him and I love him to bits. But when they're playing, he's on his own. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tell you what. It's- Quite good on it because we've got to the Roland Garros episodes on that break point, and obviously it's Nadal's gaff, isn't it? It's his house. Yeah, he wins it all the time, and it showed like sort of down in like the tunnel, tunnel entrance before they come on, and like whoever's playing Nadal are there just twitching away, like playing with the rackets and that, and Nadal starts sprinting up and down the corridor, doing side steps in front of him, obviously to get in the mind. Right, and he's there swinging his racket like that. And he's literally up and down, up and down, and his opponent. I've tell. seen that clip. Yeah, it's. I'm watching it. I'm feeling intimidated for his opponent. So I watched that clip, and uh, the 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 video that went with it was Nadal won this game before he went on the court. Yeah, you could see it's, it's nuts. It's. I felt intimidated for the guy who oh, was really? next to him because he was literally just proper in his face, like sidestepping across, and doing his like practicing his backhand and forehands and just sprinting up and down and his opponent was just stood there just like twiddling his racket and I, I think because he saw Nadal doing that he just did like a, a random hamstring stretch because he felt obliged to it because Nadal was just proper like pounding up and down the corner. alright mate calm down yeah. you know what started yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't believe it. I thought yeah that's just, just like 1-0 he's getting in his head there thinking yeah. oh fuck he's, he's, he's... Um, what was the score in that game did he was it straight sets win Against who? That guy in that in that match. Roger Eliassime. Was that was that who against? He, he does it to all of them. Oh, does he? he gets Roger Eliassime. He went to five sets. And he oh, really? Set. Right. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, he was playing. A, he played a guy in the final that was in his academy as a kid. Oh right. And he like the guy who's a Casper Rude, I think it was a Norwegian guy, and he was like his idol, and he he pissed on him in straight sets in the final. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. But the the guy in the final after he was like, Oh, I was just happy to be in the final, I'm like I couldn't believe it against my idol. And I thought that was a bit of a not a weak mentality, but a shit a shit attitude to have. Too big for him. Mm. It was he got he goes, Oh he says, Oh, hopefully I'll win it one day, but hopefully Rafa will retire. You seem to get that on you'll probably notice on that breakpoint thing, you'll notice a lot of the a lot of the guys are saying, Well, we've just gotta wait for Nadal and Nadal and Djokovic and Roger to retire. I can't remember the lad's name. I can't remember the, the last name. Um, who was the black lad that's on it? Oh, TFO, Francis TFO. Yeah, American. that's it, him. And he says, and he said right, right at the beginning, he said, we can't wait for them to retire. Yeah. And, I, and when you just said that, it's, it's true. It's not because so they, expect them, they expect them to win. Like, it's almost like, well, what do we do? Do we not, do we not bother trying until they, until they retire? Because, you know, obviously other people have won other Grand Slams. Murray, Andy Murray. Murray, uh, imagine Stan Wawrinka. Imagine if... if Nadal or Nok- Jok- Nokovic Djokovic wasn't there Murray would have won what they've won 10-15 oh, yeah, Grand easy. Slams easily but Andy Murray was a phenomenal still, tennis player still a great com- competitor yeah. anything now Yeah, I think unfortunately his body's letting him down it's tricky because he need in the Australian Open he needed to win them first couple of rounds his straight sets to give his body time to recover First round, five hours. Second round, six hours. Finishing at four in the morning. That's a joke, by the way. Yeah. But who schedules a tennis match to start at half ten at night? It's for the views. Yeah, and, and, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. Where's the consideration for the athletes? They don't have to go to the toilet either. He just, well, he's in it, but they reckon he was faking it, didn't they? He didn't need to go or something. Oh, really? So they declined him to go to the loo. But, um, How can you fake going to the toilet? Yeah. But it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Like, he hadn't, he basically had no chance in the third round against that Batista Ragu, the Spanish guy. Like... He's tricky, in it? But it was good to watch him. Who did uh, Djokovic play in the final? Yeah, no. No, I, I... Your brother, Stefano Sissipas, <laughs> the, the <back> Greek. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I haven't... 
Um, when Nadal goes out of a tournament, it sounds really awful. I switch off. Yeah. And I normally just like check to see like who won. Um, I'm not. I'm not much. I watched Murray's couple of games, and that's been about it. I'll always watch I'll, I'll Wimbledon. Do, I'll watch that. Wimbledon. I'll, I'll I'll watch and I'll know exactly what's going on. But with the rest of the tournaments, when Nadal goes out, I switch off, and that yeah. sounds like very like, awful. Because but he he was he's he was the one for me. Talking yeah. about kind of mentality, I've been disappointed in Raducanu since she won the U.S. Open. I think that she just. I think it was a fluke. Yeah, yeah, I do to a certain extent. Yeah, and I think she's she's believed her own hype rather than just thinking, right, I've won this now. I need to really. This is where the hard work starts. I, I, I she, oh, she didn't have a proper coach, and she, she still doesn't. Though. She and still flits and changes, doesn't she? And she's bounced. And I think obviously it's hard without knowing. I think she may have been advised wrong. Yeah. Um, because it should be right. Okay, you've, you've won a Grand Slam. But like some people work all their lives and don't win one. And she's won at nineteen years old. And now what you need to do is is hone in on your craft mm. and win more titles. But that's that's and the rest will come. She needs to have a good team around her by just flicking coaches and that. She's not going to have a good base. No, I don't so think she, so. And I think yeah, you're gonna naturally you're gonna get the big contract offers of like Vogue and Chanel and going to all these fashion shows. Yeah, accept them, but don't let it distract you. You need, like, you need, this is where it should have started. I still 19. You yeah. Might, you imagine winning a Grand Slam at 19, at, your, at 19 at your age. Mm. What would you do the next week? Got laid. <laughs> Got paid, man. <laughs> Sorry, paid, 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 um, paid. You'd probably been out on the piss. But no, I don't, and, I don't, I don't. Yeah, you would nah, have been. I don't think so. If I was a professional tennis player... I know you, mate. <laughs> yeah, but if I was a professional tennis player... you got pissed player, for a week. If I was a professional tennis player, I'd be a very different person. You'd got pissed for a week, at least. No, maybe two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you celebrate, yeah, you would celebrate it, but, but then you'd, you'd want to prove it wasn't a fluke, wouldn't you? Yeah. For, for me, but I suppose no one can take that away from her. She, and I, I, I loved it, watching her win. I thought she was fantastic. How she played in that tournament was so aggressive. Yeah. And I think she just... Because no one knew her game, she just she could just do what she wanted, couldn't she? She was so aggressive, and she yeah, just yeah, yeah. paid off, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Um, well, we're getting to that time where we're, where we're wrapping things up. Um, f- something we will say is um, we we probably um, are gonna um, do a few episodes, just probably me and Sean, yeah. and then um, get the feel out to see if there's any potential people that we might get on just for just for general chatting. Like, I guess probably friends and do you know what I think as well. For any, um, any, of the, any of the guys that are listening, um, do follow the page on Facebook and to maybe to make it more interactive, if anyone wants to drop us a message on the page or send us an inbox and ask us any questions and what, what we want to put our thoughts on it, feel free to. We can discuss in the, in the coming shows if you've got any questions that we could maybe chew of, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's, very, good, that's very, good, uh, very good point. So stuff Thank like you, topics. Mark. Thank you. Uh, stuff like topics and yeah. uh, and discussions, and I think we're probably um, even though you know, um, you know we're not experts in any field. Uh, <laughs> Mate, you are. You know, you are. Uh, you're an expert in the uh, the cleansing of properties. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I think what we will do is um, probably just try and keep it to, to keep as many people listening as possible. Um, probably diverse our our section, just not just in sport, but you know, in life as well, and. And probably star more stories about our day to day and and I guess things that happen to us that happen to normal people that are comical or disastrous that other people might find then comical, um, you know. But um, but yeah. So officially back, episode uh, season two, episode one point one one point two. Until next week, yeah. Until next week, yeah. Thank you so, and good night. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care.